we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a breaking content warning. This podcast, which has escaped and is headed towards Slaughter Swamp, has occasionally been known to talk about dirty things, including penises, and often says the fuck word. You have been warned. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Slaughter Swamp to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who has the better reality TV show, Mojo or Mongol? Now, I'm actually going to tweak this slightly just to make it, like, better fit stuff, and I think I'm just going to go with uh, not necessarily one TV show, but who makes, like, the better TV. Because, like, Mojo has a wider range of what he does than just, like, Here's the gladiator pits. Well, I was like, I think either way, Mojo wins. To be honest, because I think I think he's more committed to the bit. I think Mongol is just as likely to be fucking off over in the Sinestro Corps. <laughs> I forgot he joined that. As he is doing any fucking gladiator shit. X Babies is the winner for me. Editor and so is. <laughs> <laughs> X Mojo. So, <laughs> Baby Mojo. I give it to Mojo simply because X Babies exists. Before I go into this, a little bit about both characters because one, I realize we need to be better about that. Of yeah, like, who, yeah, who are these characters? <laughs> so, I don't know at all who Mongol is. I'm the, entirely making this based on. The, well, one you're thing. not wrong, but and I hate to say that. The <laughs> reason that this kind of came up is they are both. Yellow-skinned, like, Simpsons-colored, reality-based, making, like, Coliseum TV show host supervillains whose name starts with M. Mojo was created by Anne Nascenti and Art Adams. Nascenti's a good writer. In my opinion, she's not a great writer, but she legitimately nothing but respect for her. She's a better editor than writer. Art Adams is one of the greatest writer or karmic artists of his generation and mojo is the interdimensional evil green not green yellow guy that looks creepy as fuck and i fucking hate him like it if there is a rule of this podcast it is that i hate mojo <laughs> um, and that steven loves mojo i think but, it's a super fucking gross and cool design oh i mean he was designed to be that so like in in credit to him he's everything he's supposed to be yes the the eye things he has that keeps it open at all time exist because those were put on someone in clockwork orange alex and uh the actor did a like i think a tonight show interview where he talked about how that scratched his cornea Malcolm McDowell. Yep. So they oh, just... really? Holy shit. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a permanent injury or what, the... but... It's a serious injury, though. Yeah, yeah. The... the in that scene, uh-huh. the doctor who's keeping his eyes moist, uh-huh. that wasn't for the scene. That was required. <laughs> because... Yeah, because that's torture. That's fucked up. Mongol on the... I have so much more respect for Malcolm McDowell I as love Malcolm McDowell. Like, I... not important to this episode, but... Holy shit, he's so good. Mm -hmm. Mongol, on the other hand, is created by Len Wein and Jim Starlin, who I did not realize until I read that today and then went, oh, fuck, that's such a Jim Starlin design. It makes perfect sense. Jim Starlin created Thanos. Ah. Being his, and Gamora, and, like, that's his biggest claim to fame. But it's just, he has such a specific style. He's also one of my all-time favorite comic creators, so I should have recognized that earlier. But Mongol runs... War World. So Mojo has this entire alternate dimension. The Mojoverse. Mongol has War World. It is a gladiator planet that he rules with an iron fist. 
and I think is voiced by Ron Perlman in the Justice League cartoon. I think you're right. Which is a point in his favor. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason I have to go with Mojo, as much as I hate to say it, is there is a wider variety of things that you can watch on Mojo's TV. Even if most of it is garbage. There is full-on gladiator pits with the likes of, like, Shatterstar, etc., etc. Then there is weird reality TV show that he forces people to go into. He will... While I say there are more options, I'm going to immediately go into various crimes that Mojo does, so just understand that I am not saying that these are good things. You should not mind white people and make them think they're whatever living the role that you're having, like, Truman show them. Mm -hmm. But it does make for better TV. But it was Agatha all along. Honestly, yes. (laughs) You could have just swapped Agatha with Mojo, and I'm not saying I would have liked WandaVision better, (laughs) but I wouldn't have been unhappy. That would have been cool. And then he also created the fucking X-Babies. And then when he got tired of the X-Babies fighting him, he created the Mighty Avengers with a little apostrophe instead of an A in the hopes of taking out the X-Babies. And then that backfired because they're just the little tiny Avengers. (laughs) So they also beat him up. (laughs) Like, Mojo, there is more fun. The The only thing Mongol as a TV producer really has going for him is one he actually gets in the thick of it because if you prove good enough in the arena you can go fight mongol and mongol is a superman level fight so the the scale of the fights is so much fucking bigger because you know like they might break a planet in the process i'll tell you this much I've never watched a boxing match in my life, but I've watched a lot of garbage television. That's why I think I have to go with Mocho. There's just... It's pretty much... He pretty much just runs, like, TNT. Yeah. Not to slam TNT, but... <laughs> but, like, there's garbage hey, shows, there's fights... Characters are welcome. reality TV, there's, you know... It uh, <laughs> ain't, man. Uh, he just... My point is, he runs, like, trashy premium cable channel that has, like, all of the options. Mongol runs... Mongol is Vince Vaughn if Vince Vaughn actually threw a punch. I will say, Mongol's a better villain than Mojo is. Oh, much better. Mongol destroyed... That was USA, not TNT. Oh, well. <laughs> so, still you got know Mongo. what? It actually, Mojo <laughs> runs USA. Just make USA a little less, like, Puritan. And you'd be pretty accurate to that as well. Like, it's got that same level of, like, kind of trashy sleaze. Mojo runs Spike TV. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yep, you're right. It's Spike TV. That, for some reason, had Star Trek for years when I was a kid, which was amazing. But, you know, Mongol destroyed, like, Coast City, which was Green Lantern's hometown, which in the original version made him go insane and destroy the Green Lantern Corps before they were like, no, it's a space parasite possessing him. So if I want villain stuff, I want Mongol. Apparently, the action comics run where Superman becomes a slave on Warworld and helps overthrow the planet mostly without his powers, just through the power of being I'm goddamn Superman, is supposed to be some of the best Superman comics in probably the 21st century. So, yes, villain. What I'm going to watch and, like, judge myself but still catch? Mojo. The sci-fi channel, like, circa 2003. Mojo definitely made the sci-fi dune. Not sexy enough. (laughs) Mojo was all about, like, war wolves and, like... Mojo definitely and... was a producer on, uh, on G4. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about G4. 
Anyway, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Punch and Julie? Isn't it... Is it Julie? Yes. I thought it was Judy. It's Julie. Okay. They are... Did you say punch? Punch and... It, it's like the old Punch and Judy uh, puppet shows. They are... They're kind of in some ways a precursor to Harley Quinn. Not that, like, they were like, oh, you know, the, but it, it followed that similar, like, jester route. It was two people. They were a married couple. They had a relatively similar Joker and Harley Quinn in the early days when they were still together relationship. I don't know if it... I don't know if it was as directly abusive, but I remember an an issue of Suicide Squad, which is the only place I've ever actually really read them before, and actually I think an issue of Harley Quinn, but um, where even the members of the squad were like, this is deeply uncomfortable. They are kind of jester-designed supervillains. I believe Punch uses a big hammer. I should probably do a redemption round on this one, because they are just... I'd say a half. You've got really a lot of the basics of what they do. because like honey and baby a lot. Like it's just weird. Like they don't show Nothing up wrong a with lot. calling someone honey or baby but they're just like. <laughs> like it's kind of obvious but in a lot of ways just pointing out the fact that they're a reference to Punch and Judy is almost just like half of it. I'm a fan of Victorian England so yeah. <laughs> Neil Gaiman used them in some stuff because I he, keep that's hearing exactly it as a single name as Punchin Judy as in Judy. Nope. Punch. Who, and, and oh, I, I guess know. in this like I understand Julie. this, but every time you've said it, I hear it as one name. Punching. Part of that is the Judy. Montana accent that just merges words together. And I just now want a character who's uh, who's basically has an adjective. <laughs> My name's Punching Bob. Yeah, I don't, I don't. they've never interested me. As I said, they're prototype Harley Quinn without even knowing that they were going to be pro- like. People took the idea and did more interesting things with it later. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds good. We'll do half. Batman originally? Hmm? Are they Batman originally? Oh, um... I could see Green Arrow, maybe. Oh. (laughs) Captain Adam. Oh, that means they're old school Charlton characters. Wow! They are so underpowered to fight the Atomic (laughs) Man! That is a bad... That's like when the Trickster tries to fight Superman. Or, no, not Trickster. Prankster. I don't. I don't even remember the stupid various not Riddler versions that go after him. We'll do half. Like I said, yeah. there's not much to them, but there are some like fun things of yeah, no, like I, where they got started. I guess like how they were like not now not just normal people, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. 